a lot of young girls, they ask me, like, why do you want to work on your ability to make money first? Because doesn't that like defeat the purpose of marrying rich? Well, here's the thing. Other than the fact that this is a tried and true antidote to the gold digger accusation, this also ensures your independence. And don't cringe yet because I've seen many people cringe at the fact, um, at the idea of independence because independence, um, they kind of associate that with having a 50-50 relationship or, you know, just being super and like not lovey-dovey with their partner or super non-traditional. But in my opinion, independence is not that complicated. It just means you have the ability to survive and thrive on your own with or without a man. And it does not mean that you have to be single forever. And it does not mean that you have to be 50-50 with your man. And it also does not mean that you have to be the provider in the relationship. Welcome to the Early Retirement Advantage Podcast, where you will get weekly doses of inspiration to pursue financial freedom while caring for your mental health. After being diagnosed with several mental illnesses during the pandemic and getting fired soon after that, I decided to turn that into an opportunity to pursue FIRE, financial independent and retire early. If you're ready to kickstart your financial freedom journey while taking care of your mental health, you've come to the right place. You will learn the mindset and strategies to retire early from anything that no longer serves you. Hello everyone, this is Cherry Tongue from CherryTongue.co and today I'll be addressing a very commonly posted comment and um, first of all, I just want to say that my point of view isn't like women have to depend on men or like uh, you can only be financially free and retire early through men. That's not what I mean, but I do want to address this, which is I think a lot of people assume that I got to where I'm at today because of um, having a rich husband or because of sugar daddy or whatever, right? Along those lines. So here I just want to address my perspective on how to retire early via marriage. And I'll specifically be talking about my approach to retiring early via marriage because in a way I am and I'll explain how and also the specific steps to marry rich or retiring early through marriage um, as well as my personal experience. So first of all, if you are certain that you want to retire early via marriage or marry for money, let's get rid of the shame and misconception. I think there is just too much shame floating around. In my opinion, there is nothing wrong with marrying for money. And marrying for money just means you're not intentionally filtering out guys who have money. I think, you know, that is my definition of it. It does not mean that you're not marrying for love. You can do both. I think for some reason, like in the personal finance space, people like to make things really weird. Like people like to say, oh, you're either marrying for love or you're marrying for money uh, or you're either happy or you're wealthy. Like it's always an either or. But in my opinion, like, why do you have to choose between the two? Like they're not mutually exclusive. And if anything, if you have a solid financial foundation in the relationship, it does help you have a healthier relationship. And it does, I feel like, and makes you happier, in my opinion, because there are a lot of problems that can be solved by money. And a lot of times, like the most reassuring thing that I hear when I'm like stressed out over something is my husband would say, there's just a money problem. Don't worry about it. Like if there's a money problem, it's not a problem. So that is one of the most reassuring things that I hear from my husband. And I really do think that having some sort of financial foundation in a relationship does help the relationship. And I forgot the stats, the exact stats, but I think a large percentage of marriages they fail because of money reasons. They fail because of financial reasons. So that is, you know, an added reason of why I think marrying for money is not a problem. So get rid of that shame. And, you know, in the past, I also intentionally dated broke guys just to 
avoid being labeled as materialistic. So I've been there, done that, and I 100% do not recommend. I don't think there, like, there is any benefit to that. When you intentionally date people who are maybe financially less secure, there's also a higher likelihood that they are just insecure about themselves in general, because in our society, we do put a lot of emphasis on, you know, someone's ability to make money, especially a man's ability to provide. And so when a man is insecure, from my experience, he can then lash out on you. He can then um, try to diminish you. And that is just, you know, it's just like bad on top of bad. Like it's already bad that you guys have a wobbly um, wobbly financial foundation. And it's even worse that he tries to bash you and diminish you and minimize you and make you feel bad. So from my experience, it is not worth it to intentionally seek out broke guys just to avoid being labeled as a gold digger. And there are better words. Uh, there are better ways for you to, you know, avoid being called a gold digger if that is something that you really care about, which I will talk about uh, later in this video. And the bottom line is, I think in any relationship is you don't want to diminish yourself to make space for him. A healthy relationship helps both of you become better. It shouldn't make someone feel like they have to make themselves small in order to make space for others. I think that is the opposite of a healthy relationship. And I definitely do not recommend that. And yes, I've been there, done that. And in my opinion, retiring early via marriage actually starts with you. And I'll explain what that means. Um, retiring early via marriage starts with you, not the man. So you have to be capable of making money on your own first before meeting any man. And that is the true antidote to being called a gold digger. That is the true antidote to the gold digger criticism because you then can say, hey, I can make money on my own too. So why, why would it make sense that I'm gold digging? Like, why would it make sense that I'm gold digging because I have my own earning potential or I have my own income streams? And um, it is to have the ability to be rich yourself, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be, let's say, a millionaire in order to marry a millionaire. Like, it doesn't have to be that. But you want to at least have the ability to make money. You want to have the knowledge and the skills to make money. And um, I think this is way more important than having any you know, set amount of number in your bank account, because I think overall, people just care if you have the ability to make money. And if you do, then check then that is, um, then that is met, right? And I also uh, do recommend you to have income streams that you're not embarrassed to talk about. And let's elaborate a little bit more because um, I do think that when you are a young female in our society, it is easy to get very attracted to certain shortcuts. And I'm not going to elaborate on what shortcuts, but I think a lot of you probably know what I'm talking about, like all sorts of income streams that might make you quite embarrassed to talk about that maybe you're somewhat ashamed of. And in my opinion, these shortcuts, they often come with a huge hidden cost. And maybe you're okay at the moment when you're, let's say, in your early 20s, you're like, fine, like, whatever, I'll just like make this quick money, have this quick cash injection. But you also want to think about in the future, because if your goal is really to marry rich, if your goal is really to marry, let's say, someone powerful or someone who might be powerful in the future, then you also want to think about whether your past experience can taint that for your partner, right? So you want to be careful with 
all the choices you make throughout your life, especially when you're young, especially when it comes to making money. So you might want to ask yourself, like, what if this gets leaked and all your friends and family learn about this? Like, are you okay with your grandma learning about this? Like, these are some questions I learned from my accounting classes um, back at USC and um, in our ethics class, they asked us, like, if you are kind of wondering if this action is okay, then ask yourself, are you okay with having your grandma learn about this from the news headlines? And if the answer is no, then don't do it. And in terms of what these specific income earning skills can look like, I've actually created a training all about how I've created my own passive income ecosystem. So this can be a starting point for you to start exploring what are some different ways that you can make money, especially like these ways should not make you feel embarrassed or ashamed because life is way too long. You don't want to throw out the rest of your life just for some quick cash injection, um, some shortcut in the beginning. It is just not worth it, in my opinion. So if you want to access the training, you can visit the link in the description box. And if it's not there, then I will go back and add it there. And um, I also want to address one um, question that I always get, which is a lot of young girls, they ask me, like, why do you want to work on your ability to make money first? Because doesn't that like defeat the purpose of marrying rich? Well, here's the thing. Other than the fact that this is the tried and true antidote to the gold digger accusation, this also ensures your independence. And don't cringe yet because I've seen many people cringe at the fact, um, at the idea of independence because independence, um, they kind of associate that with having a 50-50 relationship or, you know, just being super and like, not lovey-dovey with their partner or super non-traditional. But in my opinion, independence is not that complicated. It just means you have the ability to survive and thrive on your own with or without a man. And it does not mean that you have to be single forever. And it does not mean that you have to be 50-50 with your man. And it also does not mean that you have to be the provider in the relationship. It just means that you want to be able to survive and even thrive with or without man. So then like you can guarantee your own beautiful life because life is unpredictable. You don't know what happens. Like, let's say even if he's like super faithful for the rest of his life, but accidents can happen. He can get sick. Like what if he's unable to work, right? So these are all things that we want to consider. That's why we also want to have the ability to make money. And now let's talk about who, because this is also something that I think a lot of people ask about, like who should you date? Um, uh, who has the potential to be the provider and maybe even help you retire early? And from my experience, men with more traditional views on marriage tends to be a better fit. And you want to ask yourself, like, do they have the desire to be the provider in the relationship? Do they have a cultural background that supports such value? And um, in my like in my experience, because I'm Chinese myself, um, in my experience, Chinese men tend to naturally gravitate towards the provider role as long as he has the ability to do so. So you also want to take these into consideration. And I don't have experience dating like people, a lot of people from other cultures. So I can't really comment on that, but definitely like do your research. And of course, just like be open about it, like asked about their opinion. Um, and I think this is the most straightforward way to approach this. And also where to find such men is also a very commonly asked question. And I've seen a lot of these, you know, marry, uh, marry rich and relationship advice, relationship expert advice. And I feel like a lot of them are kind of weird. <laughs> They're like, oh, just go to like uh, cigar bars or, uh, you know, go to the nightclub or go to like, you know, just different 
high-end restaurants and hotels. And in my opinion, they're kind of sketchy. Um, maybe I just haven't done it. <laughs> Honestly, I haven't done those things. I don't know whether they work, but I do think that um, some things that I know can work are large companies, networking events, like professional networking events, friends of friends, and even certain dating apps. So I've heard success stories from, you know, coffee means bagel, uh, probably not Tinder since people do like many people do use Tinder for a different purpose. But I do think like you can give some more traditional dating apps uh, a try. And I've also heard of this app called The League. I've not personally seen like success from it. And I stopped using it after a day. But maybe you can give it a shot because it's supposed to be like, I think, higher end dating question mark. And um, another really commonly asked question is how to bring it up. So in terms of how to bring it up, I would personally ask about their values prior to dating them, prior to, you know, starting an official relationship. And I personally don't like wasting time on people who just have conflicting values. So if you already, um, let's say if you uh, don't yet have a relationship with this person, then you can just ask them and, you know, get a feel of where they're at, like what their values are. And let's say if you are in a relationship with them, then you can be even more straightforward because you guys already have this formed trust. Then you can, you know, directly ask them, like, how do you envision your marriage to be? And how would you like to set up your finances after you get married? Like, I, I think if you're afraid to bring this up, it is a pretty big red flag because in a healthy relationship, this should allow both sides to bring up what's been bothering them or what's on their mind. So if you feel like you cannot bring certain things up, then you might want to ask yourself, like, does he actually treat you as an equal? Does he um, view you as a partner or a subordinate? Uh, does he respect you even? And from my personal experience, um, let's, you know, talk about my personal experience of marrying rich or uh, retiring early via marriage. So here's my personal experience. And I think it is not necessarily the most typical. So just, you know, use it as some sort of story that you hear, not necessarily as a guide. So from my experience, I actually found my husband at the tech firm that I used to work at um, in the cafeteria. And a little background is that I was a total workaholic. So I uh, spent very little time outside of work. So honestly, like I think um, at the workplace is the most likely place for me to meet someone new. And in the beginning, we we're just friends and we slowly got to know each other and we found out that we have a lot in common, especially when it comes to values. And so before we dated, I already had a list on, uh, I already had a list of non-negotiables that I want in my future partner. And I also recommend you to have a list of things like that so that you don't run into the risk of just, you know, wanting to, um, wanting to accept everyone to be your boyfriend, because I also feel like that is not the best use of your time or energy or youth. Um, you, you just want to have some sort of vague idea of what you want, what you're looking for. So it really helps you find that suitable person to be your partner or husband or boyfriend, right? And so I already had a list of non-negotiables in um, the man that I want to date in the future at the time. And it turns out that my husband matches it pretty much perfectly. And I also, um, this is also super important, I also accepted the fact that I'm just naturally attracted to men who are providers. And I think this is very controversial, especially in the society we live in, especially I feel like in the Western world, people like to frown upon that. They're like, oh no, we have to have our finances like totally separate. Um, it has to be like split in the middle or we have to split in some way and the man cannot be the provider. I think, you know, 
at least from what I've heard from some of my friends and maybe ex-coworkers, like that's been a thing. Like people really like to separate their finances for some reason, um, maybe because it looks more independent or something. I don't know. But um, I personally am just more attracted to the provider type of man. And um, it doesn't have to do with my ability to make money, but it just has to do with my preference. And that was my preference. And I finally accepted the fact. I think before I was so worried about being labeled as a gold digger that I just kind of intentionally dated financially broke men. <laughs> yeah, like financially insecure men. And it was just not a pretty picture because I was kind of like fighting with myself and lying to myself and shaming myself. So definitely not good. It was just not a good fit. And I decided that, you know, I just want to accept what like what I'm attracted to. Um, I'm attracted to the value of men being providers. So I will just accept myself fully. And um, I stopped fighting that urge and to be honest like it wasn't really my original plan to retire early via marriage because you probably know that I worked really hard to hit my FI number before the marriage and maybe even before the relationship like I worked really hard um on my own <laughs> to get there without the plan of marrying someone who can help me retire so that wasn't really part of my plan but that's kind of how it worked out because after I got married, um, we talked about our finances and we looked at, you know, our individual finances and we've just decided that it makes more sense for both of us to live off of his one income stream and to invest the rest of our income. So for example, my business income feeds back into my business instead of support our lifestyle. And that is just what we decided after talking together. So in a way, yes, the marriage did, my marriage did help me retire early, but it actually was and pre-planned and um i just you know just full transparency this is how it happened share this episode with anyone you think can benefit from it thank you so much for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe if you absolutely loved what you heard today be sure to share it with me by leaving a review or taking a screenshot of this episode tagging me at cherrytongue.co and sharing it on instagram where i'm most active i can't wait to connect with you in the meantime go out there and seek your freedom